Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show podcast. Love podcast, ain't nothing. It's the Politics Show podcast, ladies yeah. and Lick the stamp and send it. Lick the stamp Don't and send it. Don't take our dogs. Don't take them. You can't Don't have them. Tax our meat. Not that either. Over my dead body. I actually, um, that was quite sore. I, um, I burst a blood vessel in my thumb at the weekend. Oh. Applauding. Really? Yeah. I was at what, wedding. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I was banging the table going, during the speech. It was a great point. Uh, Rory Stewart and Alistair Campbell live. No. <laughs> that is fuck. Wow. That is a fucking body. <laughs> Should I just excuse myself from the podcast record? Fucking hell. Ow. <laughs> they were being too sensible. <laughs> Very bravo, sir. Whoa. Bravo. Very good. I just never thought they'd be able to, to agree. <laughs> shots fired by the Golden Boy. Hello. I think it's not the first time they've taken shots in the racist politics, to be fair. Yeah. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Other than the previously mentioned blood, burst blood vessel thumb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. Just I think it was fine until I started to bang it into my other hand just then and it reminded me that it's injured so here we are <laughs> uh, uh ava santina capital j journalist hello hi how are you thanks for having me <laughs> thanks for coming to work uh <laughs> how has your day been yeah good thank you what have you been up to uh is this another one of those things where we have to list what we've done today and then i'm like oh crap why nothing. don't you talk about your appearance on politics live i could just do this for you I could, yeah, i'll interview nice. myself i'll I interview myself i wouldn't want to say that would i wouldn't be like oh yeah you know no but that's why i set you up with the question oh right okay oh i went on politics live it was it was great yeah yeah good yeah very good talked about um trade unions strikes mm. um hs2 mm. all the big ones what's the vibe of the politics live panel about hs2 well damien green was there mm. and of course damien green was um infamously caught watching porn on his computer um but at was, work yeah at work in in parliament 
Um, but he is, uh, you know, on, on the panel. We still treat him as a credible man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to extrapolate, like, that into his opinion about HS2. I was like, I'm going to see you. Can't wait to see how this goes. <laughs> he didn't have a lot to say about HS2, actually, because I think the whole government at the moment is sort of focus grouping the country. They sort of drip fed that through the Sunday papers and said, oh, um, we might cancel it. Now they're waiting to see mm-hmm. how everyone feels about it. I just cannot believe, and I know we haven't, we haven't got this down as a talking point, but let's do it anyway. I ca- just the fucking, the acceptance in this country of just settling for mediocrity and mm-hmm. just accepting decline and, and being like, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, okay, we have farmed out all of the capacity of the state to consultants and we're no longer capable of delivering anything. We can't build fucking 300 miles of high-speed rail. But honestly, what the fuck is wrong with us? Yeah. What, what is the problem? Why is it like, oh no, we actually, we can't build a high-speed rail line from Birmingham to Manchester. It just, it winds me up so much. And the fact that people are ex- just so accepting to be like, yeah, it's too expensive. It's just silly. It's absolutely no and impossible. Well, it is expensive. It's, and it is too expensive. But it's like, well, fucking, can we, we, we used to be a country. You know what's funny is that at the beginning when they first um, were promoing the idea of HS2, they used to have like big promos in Euston Station. You mm-hmm. used to be able to go and get an HS2 pen. Mm. Or there'd be like... How many do you have? One, one here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there'd be like people in there being like, can I talk to you about this new high-speed rail we're trying to build? Uh, and no, there's not. And there isn't also going to be about 500 metres of tunnel between Euston and King's Cross that would connect HS2 with HS1. Again, because they've pathetic. Because they excavate a whole load of other bodies. They moved loads of bodies from Euston. Do you know this? No, Loads of graves. Like, it's like, it's not quite a play pick, I, pit. I think it's from the Second World War, but I'm sure some other traffic <coughs> nonce will come and correct me about that. Mm. But um, One of the community. One of the community. One of the brothers. <laughs> one of the boys. Alan, let me know. <laughs> they excavated, like, hundreds and hundreds, exhumed them and put them out in Surrey. Mm. Um, and then I think the next tunnel they'd have to do it again and they were like guys it was a lot the first were time were people killed in bombs or were they buried there the bodies well I don't think they were buried alive if that's what you mean no no as in like the graves yeah graves in King's Cross well yeah but you've got to think I mean even 50 years ago there wasn't really much going on there no true true did you know that in the depths of um, pandemic planning when mm-hmm. when we were all like, actually fully locked down first lockdown didn't know what to do part of the government's pandemic um preparedness plan was that if deaths became too high that they would turn Hyde Park into a massive crematorium <laughs> yikes I love that they looked at all the parks and they went that's the one <laughs> that's, that's the pitch <laughs> the nicest one yeah <laughs> we should use that when I was um, coming back from the aforementioned wedding I um, I was talking to a dear friend of mine a uh, friend of the podcast Josh Kaplan who is also a train nonce and he which, <laughs> he's never come on the podcast but we just outed him and just bodied, bodying him he's one of you um, and he was telling me about a YouTuber who has doing, done a series where he's visited the least visited train stations in the country oh yeah it's Jeff yeah <laughs> it, yeah, it is Jeff um, Jeff has quite a big YouTube channel like half a million subs Marshall and by going to the train stations and documenting them his fans then going and visiting the train stations after the fact is skewing the data Oh um, no. Which means they are no longer the least visited train stations in the country. Where, you know, if you were looking at the list of where's the least traffic, where can we close these stations, he goes and does a video at one of them and like foot traffic increases five hundred percent. And so they can no longer be closed down. It's quite interesting. But that's actually quite a good content model for Jeff. Mm. Because it becomes you can just go to the, the new least the list visited refreshes one. itself. Yeah. So it just creates I've got I've Smart. gone to the new Smart least guy. visited one. Yeah. Smart guy. Mm. 
Good man, Jeff. I'd love to get him on here. I think my niche with him, I keep meaning to ask him, but I'm too frightened in case he rejects me, is that, you know, he likes to do all of the secret entrances on the tube. Right. And I bet he hasn't done the secret ent- entrance into Parliament. But I could take him on that. Yeah, you could. You could escort him, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. But if cool. he said no, it would really upset me. Devastating. Yeah. Never meet your heroes. No. Rule number one. Yep. Yeah, he might be a massive diva. He might actually prefer the Superloop to the to the Elizabeth line. This is so such like train chats going <laughs> so over my head. And I'm Superloop is to... a bus. That was the joke. Oh, right. Okay, great joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ed! <laughs> what have you been up to, my man? Uh, no, look, thank God we're not talking about that train shit anymore. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. Um, what have I been up to? I went to the XL Bully protest. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. I'd say, hands off my dogs. Hands off my fucking 62 kilo dog named Frank Sinatra for some reason. Um, yeah, so there's about... The king. The king. There's about... No, that's Elvis. Yeah, you said that. And then I was like, I just agreed. Yeah, of course. Natural. Yes, the king. Old Blue Eyes. What was he called? What, he had a nickname, didn't he? Old Blue Eyes, wasn't The Dame it? of New York. Dame of New York. No. The king of New York. King of New York, sure. <laughs> Mr. Sinatra, sorry. Not quite Dean Martin. No. They did well to resurrect him and put his spirit in an XL bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was class. That's what they did. Um, there, was about, there was about can't train a dog, do have shamanic powers. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they. That's why they're so like. It's not like they actually want to keep them. It's just the dogs will. The, sh- the shaman spirits will kill them. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is the living embodiment of Frank Sinatra. How dare you suggest we cull him? Yeah, and I'm studying him out for yeah. X amount of money apart. Did you see a Diana? Because I'd have a Diana bully dog in here. Did I see a Diana? Yeah. I had one named by Diana. A, a bully dog with Diana's spirit in it. So here's the, here's the actually interesting thing about the Exo Bully <laughs> protest. There wasn't a single Exo Bully to be found there. There was thousands of owners. Thousands, excuse me. There was, I'd say about a thousand max. Um with empty leads and collars signifying what what will they'll be left with if the ban were to come in, in their opinion. Oh, okay. So it's a striking visual metaphor. They, they would they would argue. <laughs> um how big are the collars? Fucking huge. There was one, so Frank Sinatra who we're talking about. So Frank Sinatra oh, did is you a mean dog. Frank Sinatra's owner? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. what, so he's the guy who if you've seen the clips that we put on social media or in the video that'll be out on the YouTube channel. He's the guy who's got the shaved head and he's holding this big white collar. It's like, it's like a pizza. Yeah. yeah it's huge. It's, it's like, it's gold like 12 inches across. Yeah. yeah. It's massive. The guy who says Elton John can wear this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I kept my dog. Or yeah. Sam Smith. Or Sam Smith. Sam, Sam Smith Sam Smith would wear. Yeah. Which was quite fun. That was funny. I enjoyed that chat. Um, but what's my point? About that, it kind of looked like Big a um, wrestler's, wrestler's belt, you know, when, yeah. when the the when they win the medals. But it is, but clearly, no no dogs at the protest. No dogs at the protest because there's two arguments for that. Either, well, if one if one ex one rogue XL bully goes nuts and for some reason <laughs> kills someone. <laughs> Which, which it would <laughs> never do by the way would never happen I, just, I don't know I'm just out of the box thinking here <laughs> what could possibly happen if thousands of XL bullies gathered in parliament or maybe they cannot be trusted to be in public with with the, probably the most stimulation 
you could ever get. Well, you had all that meat in your pockets. That's true, actually. I was covered. <laughs> I, went, I went by the butchers. <laughs> Washed myself with a steak <laughs> and this I actually, morning. And I brought a three-year-old with me. That's <laughs> bait. It would be a... Um, it'd be a <laughs> It would be a pretty provocative way, you know, most traditionally when people talk about sort of like purging Westminster of Parliament, it's usually like <laughs> we will blow up the Houses of Parliament. Instead, we will set loose a pack of 1,000 XL bullies <laughs> through the halls of the parliamentary estate. Who would win? The body politic of the United Kingdom? Or... I think Rob is the only one who could defend himself. Even then. Can, no, Dar- no Rob switches his side. Rob goes with the bullies, doesn't he? Yeah, he leads like... the pack. Yeah. Yeah. He, he becomes their leader. What's yeah. the Call of Duty game mode where like dogs attack you? Uh, they're in zombies. Zombies. It's like, it's that. You just yeah. have to go round after round with increasing numbers of waves <laughs> of Excel bullets. That's going to nursery in this country now. Um, <laughs> so what did the owners have to say? So, there is quite, their argument, the, the, the plank of their argument is these dogs aren't intrinsically aggressive. It, say, they say it's down to bad ownership. Mm. And they're making the point that if you have an Excel bully, you should be a responsible owner. You should have it extremely well trained that you should be able to control their dog and that it's not fair to blame all dogs on the freak actions of various bullies and but like hashtag also, not all men hashtag not all men yeah. not all male bully dogs females as well but the converse of that is well the good owners like everyone no one in there would at the protest would face up to being a bad owner. Why would you do that? No, exactly. But as in, like the good, the good owners, the bad owners aren't part of the dialogue. If that makes sense. Mm. Oh, they're not there. Yeah, or if there's potentially bad owners at the thing who are like, no, I'm a good owner. But even if their dog is Savage running wild, coming over here with their bad dog training skills, yeah, that on, kind on of thing. boats for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> the bully dogs are on boats. <laughs> <laughs> They've discovered amphibious warfare. Who trained them to do this? <laughs> just the genetic, the quadruple XL bully is piloting various inflatable boats across the channel with various Afghan hounds. Have you seen an Afghan hound? Uh, yes. Do you know what they look like? They look long-haired. Yeah, long, like long hair. Yeah. yeah. Lovely dogs. I've got a friend who's um, tall, skinny, and has long blonde hair, and we relish telling her that she looks like an Afghan hound. <laughs> so I'm not thin enough to be an Afghan hound, <laughs> is that what you're saying to me? Um, wow. Tell me more about the protest. Should we have some, should we have some sound clips? Yeah, let's. Um, I think there's a bigger issues going on in this country for them just bringing a ban in like that. Um, you know, there's rapists and murderers and everything else roaming the streets um, and paedophiles and nothing's quickly done uh, about this. Uh, um, I feel strongly one because I own one and he is the best boy in terms of managed training and just behaviour around all sorts of people and environments that I've ever kind of experienced with the dog and he provides me safety that the government doesn't. They keep saying that they're trying to keep people safe and he is the only thing that allows me to walk the streets and not get disrespectful comments, not be followed and not have sort of, you know, especially if I'm running, goodness, I can run with him and I'm safe. If I go out and about by myself, I'm not safe. They don't keep me safe from men or the police. How big is he? He's 62 kilo. Yeah. That's, a big, that's a big dog. Mate, I've got a four-year-old child indoors, do you know what I mean? He's been... That's bigger than the, dog, the child, surely. Oh, he is, he is, probably about twice the size. Uh, but at the end of the day, mate, it's, you know, she's been raised around him, you know. She was two, I purchased Frank, you know, eight weeks old. And mate, he's, he's the best big brother that she could ever have, do you know what I mean, at the end of the day. I've had no issues, no issues whatsoever, no... Mate, it's just, 
It's just how you raise them at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like you show them love, they'll give love. Do you know what I mean? Like all animals. This breed was created, okay, as a co-founder, Dave Wilson, by basically making them a companion breed. Um, and this, these dogs that are doing these attacks are not XL bullies. What, what are they then? They're crossbreeds. Um, in the ones that I've actually been able to stomach to watch, um, I couldn't, the last one, that really upset me. Which, which one was that? That was the one with the guy where people were standing around videoing and he was dying. Um, that to me is like, I don't understand that. Um, the other ones I'm talking about, the one that was in Birmingham, that dog is not, its proportions were incorrect. Um, this also had some form of training with bite work because that bit on the arms. It went for the girl, bit the girl's arm, chased the guy down and did the same thing. Whether that's their training or not, I don't know. But if you're going to have dogs like this, you know, you, they don't need to be trained like that. Just, just looking at them, they're a beautiful, beautiful breed and they don't deserve this. These people... I've never met a nasty XL, ever, in 15 years. Never met one. You've got that little amount of XL bullies, but the rest of them are doing nothing. So why is the XL bully doing it? Because it's not an XL bully. Otherwise, they'd all be doing it. They'd all be attacking. No matter what their size is, they'd all be attacking. But they are, they are overrepresented in dog attack statistics. Um, I think, if I'm being honest with you, that the problem that we've got is you could say that they are represented in the... And yes, they are, OK? But what I'm saying to you is, prove to me that that is an XL bully. That's what I'm trying to say to you. I'm sorry, but, you know, <laughs> I've been around these dogs a very, very long time, and what I'm seeing on the cameras, they're not XL bullies. Maybe some form of pit's gone into them. Maybe some, you know, I mean, you don't just get a nasty dog because it's a nasty dog. You get nasty dogs because of the way people treat them. You also get nasty dogs down to genetics. And you can put two breeds together and those genetic traits do not work. And then you're asking for trouble. And I think that's what a lot of these people have done. At the end of the day, we've all seen it, small dogs, little dogs, which turn around and try to bite people. And at the end of the day, the reason why they're not persecuted is because you can just pick up that dog. I can't pick up my bully, but at the same time, my bully is trained. I wouldn't walk around with a dog in which is weaponized in, in parks with kids, with people running around. At the end of the day, I know I could bring my dog here today and have no problems. Same with a lot of people. But the reason why no one's brought it is because at the end of the day, the police are here, they're turning around and trying to persecute us. They're going to use this information to try and put together what a dog is based on if people brought their dogs here today. So everyone left them at home. What if they, um so there, pe people are, I, th I think the under, under, underlying feeling is people are just really quite scared and worried about losing their pet. Like, regardless of any pet, you'd be frightened to lose. And I think there's quite a lot of misunderstanding about what the ban would entail. We don't actually yet know what the ban would entail because the government is still in the fact-finding stage of plans. Like, they haven't said there's no clear plan as of yet about what will happen to the dogs. But there's a su suggestion that say the dog is banned, you'd have to neuter your dog, you'd have to muzzle your dog when you're taking it out for a walk, it'd have to be kept on a lead, and you'd have to register it in some way. And quite a few people are saying that a, a large proportion of people who own exabilities wouldn't be able to afford to do those things, and they would have to give up the dogs entirely. And then they're concerned that the dogs would be um, put down or just abandoned. And having like an untrained stray, XL bully, 
it would also probably put a lot of pressure on like the RSPCA or like dogs homes and stuff as well. That's kind of the argument that they're making. And they're also very angry about at the government saying there's so much wrong with this country. There's so much like poverty, etc. Why are you concentrating on the dogs? Well, what has poverty got to do with being a bully dog owner? As, as in like you're, sh- should kids living in poverty not be a bigger priority for the government rather than taking the dogs, like concentrating on getting rid of XL bullies? Because there was that woman in the video, right, who said... Um, there are paedophiles running loose on the streets, but yeah. we're not dealing with that. You could set the bully dogs on them. But it's also a kind of a key argument against that is it is illegal to be a paedophile. <laughs> like, we, we've kind of already sorted that. <laughs> we've kind of, you're, you're not allowed to murder people. You're not allowed to rape people. You're not allowed to, like, you're not allowed to sexually abuse children or download child porn. Those things from a legal perspective, have been dealt with. That's not on the top of, like, the legislative agenda. But I think maybe... But we don't have capital, capital, capital punishment for those people, do we? No, we don't, but... So then don't call the, the excellent but there isn't a call, But there isn't a call, a call for a call. Well, no. apart from Emily Thornberry. Is she calling for that? No, I could just imagine that something she'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Thornberry watching this tensing up. No, but... Let's say they do introduce the ban, mm. and then people do still continue to breed them. Mm. Presumably, those animals are going to be culled. Yeah, because there would be a ban on breeding. Um, yeah, and it'd be illegal to sell them as well. Mm. So it'd be create a, an underground network of XL bullies. Is that not kind of worse than what we have now? I don't know because be, I wonder if people would just be discouraged from buying them because of, of the hassle. Because they're not. But like, then, what happens to them if they're already being bred? I guess it'd be cold. I guess it'd be cold. Destroyed. Are, I think the terminology is destroyed, isn't it? Yeah, you call badgers. Destroy dogs. I've written down here in the vein of Frank Sinatra, spirit dog. Mm-hmm. I've written down Captain Tom, bully dog. He loves walks. Proud <laughs> 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 <Right> of that? <laughs> That's really good. It does actually say that on there as well. Yeah, I can I can read it. It's there. There was um, tons of kids at the protest. Um, lots of kids and families holding signs like don't bully my best friend oh bro there was that kid holding the sign of Rishi Sunak as Hitler that was nuts that was actually one of the most <laughs> no tell it tell them what you said to us describe it how you described it to us because that was okay. so funny what did I say you to tell- <laughs> said it was very tasteful <laughs> <laughs> tastefully done <laughs> is that true? I played that voice note about eight times on oh, really? Saturday it was making me laugh so much <laughs> um, no it's nuts it's like that was so if you haven't seen the sign, it is Rishi Sunak photoshopped onto Hitler's body and it's a black and white photo and it says <laughs> Hitler Sunak <laughs> and then kind of accuses them of like dog racism, I guess. It's, it's also, you know the poem that's like, I did not come, for, I, I was not a Jew so I did not speak up for the Jews and then they came for me. It's like that message, but about XL bullies. Shouldn't it be Adolf Sunak? Yeah, it should obviously rather be. Than yeah, the syntax of it is all Hitler, over the Hitler Sunak. Yeah. Rishi Hitler. Rishi Hitler. Dare I suggest that some of these people haven't fully thought through the things that they're advocating for. They haven't had yeah, time. They've been so. trying to protect their dogs. Mm, it was from al- the long arm of the law, yeah. There was also um, a real bent of none of them really trusted the media. So there was, I asked to speak to one guy or um, who's part of a group. I can't remember what the group was called, but it was like a key organiser of the protest. And he said to me, oh, we've, we're not doing any media because we feel that our message has been twisted by the mainstream media 
But what I kind of think about that is they would hope that people were putting a pro XL bully narrative and anything that wasn't pro XL bully they see as the bad narrative. And so this, I think the feeling was so strong that there was quite a few big guys, like like bodybuilders almost, in like official XL bully merch going up to photographers. They've got merch. Oh yeah, there's a real like people were like, you, I think you can buy Frank Frank Sinatra bully merch. I'm pretty sure. I feel like we should buy some of that. <laughs> Get dripped out for the next mm. podcast. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I want one of those. Um, no, I don't, actually. I was going to say I want one of those dog leads. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but but they, they were going up to photographers, filming them and saying, make sure this is a good narrative. So there is a real sense of media distrust and kind of, I'd say, a bit of intimidation towards other journalists that were there. That's like a... That trend goes beyond the XL bully people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an increasing de- demonstrations that we've been at together, um, or you know, that Ava's been to, where a lot of the time, advocates of a cause, particularly if it's one of the more fringe things, you know, um, uh, anti-vax stuff is probably the most obvious one. Anti-lockdown demos that we went to during COVID, where if the media tells the these people or reports things that they don't agree with or that they don't like their immediate reaction is to say you're putting out a false narrative yeah yeah there, there was a, a good example in saturday where one woman i spoke to said like even today once again the media are putting out a false narrative about xl bullies with their bullshit and what happened was there had been like a bbc push, push notification about an XL bully had attacked a man on Friday and police were looking for the owner. And that was, it was a news article. It wasn't like the BBC being like, that unwarranted hunt on XL bullies, Cohen bounty on XL bullies head. It was like a police report had been put out about yeah, a but it's awful not, attack. It's not good for the cause, is it? Oh no, it's not. But, it's, but like, it's, it's they, they treat every... They could have just not printed it. They could have just kept quiet about it. I think there's may- maybe there's a degree of truth in that, though, because until the last couple of months, if an XL bully attacked someone, the BBC wouldn't be sending a push notification about yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's true. It's it, it, in a way because of the increased significance of it. You know, people start media starts talking about it. We're now talking about it. We've yeah. made videos about it. It's also, I think, maybe I actually kind of think they maybe have a point about why are the government doing this now. Are the government doing this now because it's an easy win? Yeah. They've been doing sweet fuck all that's popular for the past year. And people are talking about XL bullies. They announced that they're, they haven't done anything yet. XL bullies aren't, aren't banned. They've, they've like, they've announced the intention to do something. And it's like, it's a government win. When he, when Rishi Sunak put that video out, saying we are announcing a consultation into banning it, I saw First, my immediate reaction was like, why, why, is this, why is this your priority? But then I saw someone tweet saying, can you imagine a world in which Joe Biden shoots a video and is like, we are banning the bully? You, you just can't because mm-hmm. you, you go, whatever Joe Biden is working on, it is more important than banning a breed of dog. Like, yeah. if they make the decision, someone else is doing that. But also, I think he's got you know, a bigger priority, like gun control. <laughs> I think yeah. it is like no, but, the, but that's true of thing. here as well oh, there are bigger is, problems wait the gun is the UK's bully 
the bullies the UK's got. Because I actually really did feel for that woman that you interviewed who said that um, mm. she, the only way she feels safe walking down the street mm. is with her bully. No one whistles at her, no one cat calls her. And I was like, do you know what? Fair point. Because my good friend has a Rottweiler mm-hmm. and she looks... She, Side note, she looks so hot when she's wearing like leather jacket, red lip, Rottweiler, walking down the street. <laughs> but also, she could walk down whatever road she wanted to on whatever street in the UK. No one is touching her, mm. you know? But then she, but then I think she does, con- the woman I spoke to, she does then concede that the dog has been weaponized, which that's, that's going to admit. She's trained it to kill. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> you being like, well, actually, a man won't attack me because this fucking dog will get you. Yeah. The, the, main, the main argument of exobillionaires is they wouldn't hurt a fly, they're family pets. And then you're like, no, 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 this will kill <laughs> any man that comes near me. Can we just put up a couple of the photos of them when they look really hench? <laughs> what, the dogs? That's they're really, yeah. The Frank Sinatra graphics from Instagram. Yeah, they're when the When the shoulders are all like out like that and they're all like... Honestly. Yeah. They're... That's me as an you... XL bully, in case you <laughs> cross with a praying mantis. How long did you study mime for? That was interesting. <laughs> I'll do Keir Starmer again later as an XL bully. <laughs> well, the thing is. <laughs> um, Ed, what was the vibe of the protest? How, well, if you had to describe the emotions of the people there, what, what were they? How were they feeling? I think they were feeling scared. I think a lot of people were like genuinely just, they didn't. So, a child. child. I did hear a child. They're not meant to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to be able to hear them. <laughs> that was Ed that snorted just then in case there's any it discrepancy was, was on the air. <laughs> it was Ava. Um, they were, I think they were just scared about losing their pets. And it was... They're just a bit gutted. I think... I don't know, there's not... A, it's not, the UK is not a fun place to live for a lot of people at the moment in terms of the economy's shit. You might not have a job. You might, not, you might feel socially isolated. You might not have a great community you can rely on. But you can rely on your wee pal, the XL bully. And if that's under threat, I do understand the emotions of it. I do, feel, I do really feel for the people who are like frightened of losing their dogs. Who are like, it's essentially just a family pet because yeah. they're, the dogs that they own haven't hurt anybody. But... Then you've also got the animal advice, excuse me, the animal experts who are like, that's a ticking time bomb yeah. of anything. And it does, and you just hope that the owners that I met are right about their dogs, that, that they are, that you hope that they are exceptionally well-trained and you hope that that dog wouldn't hurt a fly because a lot of people I met are like, oh yeah, no, it's like, a, it's, it's like um, my, my four-year-old's big brother is this dog. And you're like, that's a 60 kilogram dog. That's bigger than that child. That could... Without a hesitation, if it wanted to, that could kill that child. Could kill anybody. And it's you, you just hope they're right. Yeah, I don't know if I'd back myself as a grown adult against no. a 60 kilo ex. No, 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 no. I'm not a grown adult, so... What are you? Well, look, I've, I've raised questions about this before. <laughs> just what are you? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stand a chance. No. Uh, there's, there's like so many reasons why I'm like, okay, well, maybe we should let them keep them for, you know, if they've already got them or whatever. And then I think like... If I had a toddler and I wanted to play with that toddler in the park and there was an XL bully, I'd be shit scared. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, no, you're kind of, you're wary of them when you see them in the street, I think. And they also, they are... I don't think I've ever seen one. Really? Yeah. I've seen them all the time. I'm surprised you haven't seen them because you were in, we won't say where you were, but you were in that area of South East London. I would have thought they would have them there. Yeah. 
Maybe I don't know what they look like. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything that looks like Frank Sinatra. No, I think Frank Sinatra is a special dog. And he is. Quit that. <laughs> and a very special dog. That's going to be like in his highlights. All, all over their social in, in, media. In his highlights reel of him looking hench, like Frank Sinatra is a special dog. That, like one of those Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Chat, chat is like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Ed Campbell. Boom. <laughs> boom. You look like one. What? That was a really good impression. That was actually good. I started yeah. Coming from the mime expert as well. It's high praise. <laughs> You know, someone um, quote tweeted a bullfight in Spain the other day. It was like, blame the owner, not the breed. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good. Maybe that's what we should do. Pivot to XL bully fighting and have matadors. Is there any credence? We'd get rid of them that quicker, couldn't we? Then, yeah. But then we'd be left. <laughs> I think they'd win. No, but then we'd be, no, no, I, I thought against each other. No, 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 dog, no fighting. not dog fighting. Oh, right. No, like man and dog fighting. Because I was going to say, then you'd be left with like the, the morally acceptable kind, thing. of course. <laughs> oh, be a, give a man and his fists. <laughs> Bare knuckle bully fighting. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> get the hardest man in every pub in the UK versus one exo bully. And Sean, every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> the thing is, though, right? Those every so often, there's that poll that will be like, "How? What percentage of men think they can beat X animal yeah. in a fight?" And it will mm. start with hamster, and then it will gradually escalate until it's at about a lion, or a gorilla, mm -hmm. or an eagle. And there is a flat two percent of men, generally in the Western world, who just believe they could fight any animal yeah. and win in combat. So we find that two percent. And we send them into the into the dogfighting pits. So the marches. Mm. Jordan Peterson versus Bull. <laughs> I am. Um, you don't I'd, watch it. I'd cow out on hamster. I'd go. That thing went kamikaze. I'd have no Even clue what then, to do like, with it. If an actually like really aggressive hamster is trying to attack you, what do you do? Because then it was like, do you not just stamp on it? But like, could you bring yourself to? That... Yeah. No, I couldn't. Break his neck. No. Break every single fucking bone in its body. If it, it, if, it, if he wants it, <laughs> it is on site. You're walking into pet shops. I have it over displays. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it, you know, like rage rooms. You have that full of just... <laughs> With a bat. Uh -huh. No, um, look, I'm not in the 2%. I'm not in the 2% that think they could fight a silverback gorilla. Like, I'm not a moron. Mm-hmm. Fuck the gorilla, them, those gorillas. Jesus yeah. Christ. Do you know those videos when people are putting their kids next to the glass? Yeah. And, the, and I'm like, how do you have that much faith in yeah. that glass? The guys, the, the conservation people who are, you know, in Central Africa just sat in the rainforest with them. And then yeah. the silverback light does his chest beating yeah, yeah. thing. And yeah, the guys just sat there. But I think it's like prison. Do you know, like, how I think you kind of become their bitch? I think it's like that, I imagine. Yeah. So when we're not looking, the gorillas are fucking the, gorilla. the conservationists. <laughs> <laughs> that is just what's happening. Inside the unspoken truth. <laughs> Conservation's dirty secret. <laughs> this is what the WWF doesn't want you to talk about. <laughs> They're fucking the animals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, a, that was a powerful one. <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, to reiterate, if a hamster wants this smoke, I will. It will be on site. It's on site. The streets are lock off. It's on site. Yeah. Um, there's also a financial element at play. Yeah. I think people are, if you breed, if you're an exo-bully breeder, a backyard breeder, an unlicensed breeder, even a regulated breeder, or if you stud out 
your so Frank, if you want um, Frank Sinatra the Bulldog, excuse me, the XL Bully to shag your dog, you can arrange that. He's, you can put you can get him out to stud. And he knew he'd be a big shagger just looking at him. <laughs> just look, look at him. Yeah, I'd be fucking huge. Um, so there is a financial element for these people, for people as well who are making money off of breeding dogs. And so if your if your job is XL bully breeder and that comes under threat, there's also an interesting point, an argument one woman made, who she was part. Her name's Jane something, and she had, she was one of the first people to introduce. American bullies to the UK. She went out to the US and met American bullies and then brought them over to like breed. <laughs> Why are you confused about this? Just, this woman has a lot to answer for. But her argument She's is. like the Sir Walter Raleigh of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Her, her argument is that uh, the dogs that you see in the attacks aren't XL bullies, which I think is a bit of a cop out. If you just say this dog that, oh, that dog that molds. That man to death isn't an XL bully. What is it then? They say it's like a staffy pit mix. That or something like that. They they say cause there's no because because one of the one of the confusing things about this whole thing is there's no the kennel club in the UK doesn't recognise American American bullies as a breed because it's a relatively recent mix that's been developed. So there's no like official definition as of yet, and she's suggesting that dogs that are aggressive are just being. The owners just say that's an XL bully as like a default because it's not a banned breed as of yet. You could have a um, say a pit bull. Mm. You could have an actual fully bred pit bull and just say it's an XL bully. So she's suggesting that <laughs> she she claimed in fifteen years she's never met an aggressive American bully. What so, about before that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think it's a bit of a cop out just being like, oh yeah, no XL. All all the American bullies that I met are lovely, but none of the exobillies that I haven't met that have attacked people aren't actually exobillies. Doesn't it annoy you that that, they, that some regulator can't recognise what an XL bully is? Like, it comes in and it's just like, oh, I just don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, but what the hell is that? Yeah. That could actually be the smart thing for them to do, right? Because when Rishi made his announcement, he said, we will define it mm-hmm. and then we will ban it. Yeah. So we don't know what it is. So maybe the way for them to get out of this is to fight him on the defining part of it and find some kind of either insanely specific definition which renders all of their dogs legal mm-hmm. or point it at someone else. Yeah. I don't know. Like a fucking chihuahua or something. In terms of like nights out though, I'd rather go out with like the XL bully lobby than I would like the pharmaceutical lobby. Like have you ever hung out with those sort of people? The pharmaceutical like, school of it, not often. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, not since the big vets come. They yeah. pay us not to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, pe- <laughs> the people who are in here with you know you know shilling for that company that rhymes with you know Schmeiser, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they wear like you know they're all suited up, proper little new labour. Tory crossover and they'll say things like oh have you looked at the stock market recently and you know probably date rape you compared to (laughs) the XL XL bully lot I reckon you'd quite enjoy a pint with them they did look like a good time I would say that yeah they were fun if they weren't if they wanted to speak to you which a lot of them didn't uh, it was quite hostile. that's interesting because most protests right yeah people are if you're protesting for a cause People. It's really easy to get people to speak to you, mm. but they're because of the distrust of the media. They like claimed they've been stitched up on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Good thing you didn't stitch them up on here then. <laughs> I didn't. No, you didn't. 
Did you say I did there? No, but no, I said no, you didn't. But then I was going to say we have actually been laughing about Excel bullies <laughs> for about half an hour. <laughs> no, we don't. I, but we're not calling for a ban. I think I did last week. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have been to... on this podcast. <laughs> um, is there a class element? Of course, yes. we're in Britain. Of course, there is. But yeah. Just... So they. So one guy I spoke to called Ricky. I think it was in his early twenties. He was. He said, "How many pe- people?" here do you reckon live in council houses as i couldn't say and he said i reckon 80 percent. and he was saying he's kind of making the point that this dog is probably disproportionately owned by people um from a working class background who live on council estates and they all seem to be quite concerned that if you they were saying that if you live in a council house and you own a dog under the dangerous dog that's banned under the dangerous dogs act you're not allowed to keep it in your council house so that, that's what they're really scared of, is they, that dog will be automatically removed. They won't be able to go through, even go through the process of registering their dog, mu- muzzling it on a walk. It oh, that's was, quite sad. It was. I, like, and so it, this is something that does disproportionately affect working class people, or people who live on council estates. But then also, you could say that people who live beside these dogs do should have the freedom to not be mauled by them. Mm. There is like, I think for every, there is like, that is ultimately the argument is, should these, there has been a disproportionate amount of dogs. I think they've been, XL bullies have seemingly been responsible for something like 70% of dog attacks since 2020. And there's not, they're massively overrepresented in dog attack statistics. And the, the people, the family of like, the wee girl who's been killed, like the wee boy who's been killed, they would probably think they would have hoped that a ban would have been put in sooner. That's what I think. The pe- you kind of need to remember in all this is people's like safety mm. that is being discussed. It's not just about having a family pet. It's about like the freedom to not be to not lose your arm when you're out for a walk. But then you could make the argument that that can happen. I mean, like you know, you could walk out there and be hit by a bus and say, "Well, I've got the freedom to walk on the road and not be hit," but. Mm. So with every right, there's a responsibility, isn't there? You I know? suppose a bus doesn't chase people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the bus's instinct to hit you. <laughs> maybe the drivers, but is it? But it's the owners. Maybe the the ultimate. It's ultimately the responsibility of the owner. The bus itself isn't dangerous, but the driver. Yeah, as someone who what the hell, what the hell is going on out there today? Um. As someone who recently survived a dog attack, yep. I can say um, that you're right. You should be free to not to not be subject to that. Mm-hmm. But also think how different it would have been if that had been an exo-bully that attacked you. Look, it was pretty mortifying. It was a fucking miniature dashing. <laughs> so. but that's, I, think, I think that's also a point. Like people, I started to go to hospital. Yeah, no, obviously. You, you you a fucking dog bite. Tetanus jab. Because proponents of the ban make the point that exo-bullies, because they are enormous and strong, you can't just lift like you are putting yourself in danger if you physically try to intervene in an exo bully attack mm. versus if like a dashend you can pick that up. Well, what if you had some kind of like tranquilizer situation? Do you know like what they do with you know like one oh, of those little? Oh yeah, now we're talking. You know like, like a, a little. Blow dart. And the answer: could... Everyone gets a blowgun. <laughs> yeah, that's. I can see no issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is the thing, what right? What if you gave one an epipen? Do you think it would make it? Strong? <laughs> 
an, an EpiPen is adrenaline. Can it, <laughs> it gets up on its hind legs. It can walk now. It's like cocaine bear or something. <laughs> um, interestingly, I know we've been, we've been laughing about this as we do about most things, but um, there was actually, I thought, a very sincere and good faith comment on the subreddit from an XL bully owner. About, yeah. about about this issue. Yeah, they, they were um, they posted that they're in favour of a ban. They were saying that they recognise the responsibilities that they have of, as an exobully owner to make sure that their dog is exceptionally well trained, and which I, I think that's I think it's maybe the, it's, it's the same way people who own guns in America talk about it. Say you need to re- understand the responsibilities that you have as a gun owner. It can't be taken on lightly. This mm-hmm. is a very dangerous thing, and you need to handle it. With some level of responsibility um, what did you make of the comment well yeah i guess the thing is other uniquely dangerous things in this country like firearms like cars you can't just go and fucking buy one at tesco no you have a license mm-hmm. you are assessed by the government mm-hmm. either the dvsa in the case of um a car or the police in terms of if you want to get a shotgun and I think it also makes sense that if you want to get a dog that can rip your arm off, perhaps there should be a degree of regulation there. I don't know if a ban is the answer. I wonder whether it's you get a license. If you want to have one, you can have a get a license. You know. Um, but then I think the issue is that they're all making that people are making is there's lots of ba- backyard breeders that are like if that's content- if there isn't a ban, they would still be largely able to get a get away get away with backyard breeding um, without penalty and that's where the danger is right yeah because then if you're creating a specific if you mix introducing other breeds more more aggressive breeds to the mix then you can continue to do that whereas if there is a penalty for breeding and selling dogs then i think that would bring that to an end perhaps (laughs) you can only get an xl bully from crufts (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Mm. do you think an xl bully could win crufts in the strongman section. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> what do you bench, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as that fucking dog. Um, Imagine it going through all the little tunnels and hoops and shit that it's got to do. It must struggle. You could intimidate the judges into awarding <laughs> yeah. you the victory. Yep. There was a girl um, getting really upset about it on Instagram over the weekend because apparently like, the anti-dog lo- lobby has tried to do it to her dog as well. She's got a pug. <laughs> 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 oh, they, just, they just make the point that, that, that the pug can't breathe properly <laughs> they're yeah. like no <laughs> you can't breathe babe it's very different yeah. from like like if I came into co- I tell you what that's my level I reckon I could take a pug yeah you just like go up some stairs like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how slow I get up the stairs <laughs> I'll leisurely walk tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We have never had it so good. It's the Politics Show podcast. Uh, let's talk about the Metropolitan Police then. Um, soldiers. <laughs> Speaking of bullies. Oh, very good. You should do it. You should do the segue, my guy. Fuck. Um, soldiers and armed officers from other forces are on standby to support the Met Police after dozens of Metropolitan Police officers stood down from firearms duties over the weekend after a fellow officer was charged with the murder of Chris Carper. Sky News reports the officer has been granted anonymity by a district judge. Met, Con- Met Commissioner Mark Rowley welcomed a review into the situation by Home Secretary Suella Braverman to ensure armed officers have, quote, the confidence to do their job. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is backing the review, said armed officers need clarity about their legal powers. Chris Carber was shot and killed by a Met officer while driving in September last year in Streatham Hill, South London. It later emerged that the car Carber was driving, which did not belong to him, had been linked by police to a gun incident the day before. Um, I just want to also add, though, that the, the Met have now told the MOD that they can stand down. They're all right. Very good. Um... So they don't need soldiers. They've, they've got enough. Enough of the guys have returned to duty as of this afternoon. Um, obviously, none of us can comment on uh, the legal matters that are arising out of this because of the well-established traditions about court proceedings in this country. What we can talk about, though, is that several hundred Met Police officers um, felt that because they had been held to the same standard as the rest of the country, uh, i.e. you can't murder people, if, um, or you can't be you can't be accused of murdering someone. Uh, they were just simply going to stop doing their jobs because because their boy their boy was was in the dock, and um, I just thought that was pretty fucking disgusting. Well, let's talk about this completely away from all of this, and let's talk about um, child Q, or let's talk about the tasered young girl in South mm. London, or let's talk about Wayne Cousins. When you think about those three instances. Do you automatically go, do you know, all police officers should, should have impunity with their, <laughs> with their guns? They should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah. This is the thing for me, isn't it? You know, uh, we, they're basically saying we don't feel like we have the backing. We don't feel, we don't feel that you're going to back us up when we pull the trigger. Um, and does the argument not go that they are highly trained, well-trained to do this job? We don't just hand out MP5s to... Any fucker who wants one. Yeah, but, you know, Wayne Cousins did have one. He was on the parliamentary estate. That's true. And there was that other, the bloke who oh, got, yeah. got done for multiple rapes as well. He, yeah. was, he also had a gun, didn't he? Sorry, not to rain on your parade. I think that you made a fair point there that we don't just hand out guns to anyone. And then you go, oh, cr- shit, we do. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, we kind of are giving the wrong yeah. guns. Um, but, you know, their, their reasoning goes, we, we don't have, you're not backing us. We're high, high, you know, split second decisions, highly tense, yada, yada, yada. But no one's asking you to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if you get it wrong, not saying that is what's happened here, but that's what the Crown Prosecution Service clearly feels there's enough evidence to take forward a murder charge against the officer. They should, the, the fact that they're standing down, it's kind of like their kids throwing out their toys at the pram. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's pretty unbecoming. It's, it seems to be. If you are a member of the police, or the Metropolitan Police, or an armed police officer, you should be willing to take on the responsibility that comes with that. You have 
you're going to be in the most high pressure situations probably that being a police officer can entail and you should embrace the responsibility and you should embrace the extra level of scrutiny that comes with that you should you should make sure you should want to do your job to the highest standard possible and if and if you can't handle that then you probably shouldn't be an armed policeman yeah you'd want to think that you're employing people with such excellent judgment that they know when to pull a trigger and when not to pull a trigger like the mark duggan thing mm. yeah arguably <laughs> i don't think that person should have had a gun no because he got into a high pressure situation panicked and pulled the trigger and took someone's life away mm. from them i just don't think that if you're not you've got to be some special kind of human for example I would not enrol myself <laughs> in this. <laughs> I'd go, do you know what, gang? Not for me. Drop a comment if you think Ava should be given a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just on the podcast, just to see what happens. Yeah. Just a loaded gun in the middle of, <laughs> of the table. <laughs> yeah. I'd hand mine in straight away. I'd be like, do you know what, guys? There's got to be someone better. Have you tried Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> He's free. Um, Ava, you made a good point earlier about uh, Northern Ireland in connection to this. Yeah, I had to get that one signed off by Sean. I got scared to say that earlier, but now I feel emboldened. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, earlier this year and last year, Johnny Mercer, Veterans Minister, was very concerned because there was uh, some historical proceedings against some members of the British Army for how they acted in Northern Ireland. And, you know, there was some, some chat about how they might have gone in there and gone way above and beyond what they should have been doing while over there to police the situation. Um, and some people were killed. And there was questions over whether those army members should now be tried in court um, over whether they used due force or whether they went above and beyond. I believe that's now been quashed. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. There's going to be protections for veterans. But along that same side, I mean, I think that, yeah, those if you went over there and you were acting with impunity in Northern Ireland, you should be tried for that. In the same way that if you get given a gun by the Met you, and go overboard, you should be tried. That's mm. it, isn't it? Is it? Do we say, because you were operating for the British state, um, you're allowed to commit war crimes? You know, Or we're yeah. saying that there's an expiry date on war crimes, that we will accept the shooting of unarmed civilians because you're just old now. Yeah, we'll, we'll let we'll let you get away with it. If, if they were tried at the time, you wouldn't have an old man shuffling into court on his with his walking stick and create and people feel sorry for that old man. Mm. Whereas if you see like a young guy who has shot a child in the back, that's a much clearer case, isn't it? Well, it's like in Afghanistan. My cousin did four terms in Afghanistan, and it's like you know how to you you know when to shoot and when not to yeah. shoot. It's quite a clear distinction. I can't say anything else he would say, but it does, <laughs> but it does lend itself to that point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's another thing about just like the responsibility. You're, you're being entrusted with the, the, inherent, the violence of the state. You're, you're being trusted with the state's monopoly on violence. And you should, if you're being entrusted with that, you should be happy to bear the responsibility and the scrutiny of it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't balk at any level of scrutiny at all it's, it's like when um, it's maybe a bit different but you know when politicians conflate criticism with abuse mm. when they say like oh i've been abused on twitter and it's actually just like no you've been you've been criticized for your actions <laughs> you you should as a, as a member of as a member of parliament you should be 
happy to be scrutinized for your actions because they're important. Mm-hmm. What you do is important. And you, you shouldn't just, no one in any kind of public life or office or being entrusted with any instrument of state power should shy away from any level of scrutiny. Yeah, if you are a doctor that has killed a patient because oh, yeah. <laughs> you administered way too much, I don't know, Morphine. insulin, a bit too close to the uh, <laughs> close to something that re- happened recently. But if you are that doctor, then yeah, obviously the family is going to go, you need to be held to account. Just because you're a doctor and you're, you're allowed to administer med- medicine, it doesn't mean mm. that you get to administer whatever medicine <laughs> you like. <laughs> I think Harold Shipman would disagree, yeah. actually. Yeah, don't speak his name. <laughs> Take his name out your mouth. <laughs> I guess the thing to say as well is, you know, Surely the police should be fucking gassed about this. Like, they literally live for arresting people. This is what they do. Good deal, work. Yeah, no, like, you know, oh, murder charge. Buzzing. You Why know? do you keep bringing it back there? I keep, like, I keep going. Let's scoot right out of there. Let's keep going. And you're like, do you know Let's what, get though? Let's boys. Because, you know, okay, to, to, talk, to, to talk in the abstract then, you know, um, let's say the Mom's police made us talk in the abstract. <laughs> let's say, <laughs> yeah, let's on the say, Patreon, we'll have a let's say, <laughs> yeah, just like just contempt of court, we'll just collapse a trial Patreon on the Patreon. You from you all know, court proceedings. If, if, the, if the police were to successfully bring you know, arrest someone and then the CPS decided to bring a murder charge against someone, I don't know, in a gang, let's say, who heard they suspected of stabbing someone, they would celebrate that fact. They, they, would, they would be pleased. They'd be like, yes, this is the intended outcome. This is justice. This is law enforcement in action. We've heard of KPIs. They would scream in celebration. <laughs> yes, and also, Ollie, in that case, they would have arrested a black person. So that's why they would have been so pleased. You are, you are yes, you are reading between the lines of, um, of, what, of what I'm saying. Yeah, well, is... I thought it really needed to be said. <laughs> <laughs> that I think it, it's quite telling the way the police officers reacted is they do view... Policing is a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. view it as the police versus the public, or as Ava rightly points out, in London anyway, the police versus black people. And for what's happened to have happened, they're basically saying like, no, 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 no. No, that's not what we signed up for. Yeah. Revealing. Let's not go too deep into it, but it is interesting how every single time, or most times, something really abhorrent comes about with the Met Police. It's like... Oh God, and they've done it. They've done it to another black person. How does this keep this keep happening? Yeah, must just be such an accident. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually insane. Yeah. They're, they're the unluckiest police force in Britain. Unluckiest police force. How mad is it that that whole report came out last year? That was like this group of people is like the most racist group of people, <laughs> sexist I've ever known. You need to do something about this. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, well, it's all that, right. That in, that, keep giving them guns. I'm obviously the Casey Report expert. You are. You are the resident Casey Report expert. Because <laughs> I'm the only one who watched that proceedings. That's the late committee with Baroness Casey talking about the report. It was like, there were some quite funny bits where the minister, the um, one of the members of the committee said to Baroness Casey, well, it's just, well, one bad apple can't affect the whole metropolitan police. And Baroness Casey was like, no, 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 thousands of bad apples. <laughs> bad barrel of apples. <laughs> you put a good apple in there, that turns into a terrible apple. <laughs> and the apple becomes racist, homophobic, sexist, not just to people who aren't apples, but to apples as well. <laughs> the apple's they, got its core out. Yeah, yeah. They're wormy apples. 
<laughs> they should have put you in charge of comms for the report. You would have yeah. smashed that. Oh. <laughs> Just me. There are. Um, so bullied. <laughs> and up to the gills. <laughs> in Sam Smith's outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Get people talking, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's like 800 of them that are under investigation for sexual harassment and domestic abuse. Jesus Christ. I was saying... I was, that's too many. I'm going to go on record and say that's too many. How would you two like to respond? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only podcast that's willing to say that's too many. <laughs> for me, it depends how many apples there are. <laughs> What's the proportion? Yeah, very important. Can we get, question, should we get like Strongbow on the phone and should we ask them, how many apples need to be bad in your barrel before you go, no cider from these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the mate should take, should take uh, lessons from breweries. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cider companies. Yeah. If Thatchers look at it and they go, not Rocks. good. Ugh. Yeah. Yucky Bad cider. <laughs> <laughs> then we A cab. Because <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's nearly 1900 deaths in police custody or after contact with the police. According to Inquest. 1,871. Mm. And this is the first charge pertaining from that, right? Mm. I mean, those No, are... no, no, no. One was one went to prosecution. I mean, those are still stag- staggeringly low, aren't they? Anyway, I'd like to also just, you know, point out that Ollie has once again brought it back to <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fridge. It's the Politics Show podcast. Okay, Edwina Curry and John Major had an affair for four years when they were in Thatcher's government, and it's a source of immense fascination for Ed Campbell. And <laughs> That's not true. Anyway, I literally don't care. <laughs> but please continue. Yeah. Okay, so now this is my apropos of nothing. Yeah. Edwina Curry tweet from 2022. She tweeted, "Hospital, full stop. Possible broken hip, and I may have been waiting. Oh, I may have been walking around on it for ten days. Mm. Ceiling." Looks like a historic liaison is coming back to bite me. <laughs> John Major. Such a dog. <laughs> Would we call him an XL bully? Oh, he's an XL bully in the sheets. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like a the most placid dog? We like retriever on the streets. XL bully in the sheets. No, 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 because now you're cre- now I'm going to have to defend John Major and creep into something I actually was going to say for Wednesday. Him. I was calling him good in bed. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Yeah. This is, Edwina once said this about John Major. Oh, John Major was a sexy beast. I think his history shows that. He was 19 when he was living with a woman who was 33. <laughs> Believe me, I did not have to teach that man anything. He was experienced and fun. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate for this anything. This is after the salmonella crisis. That's, well, that's good to keep it in time. In light of our conversation last week yeah, is that about the age of consent, is it okay for a 19-year-old to be having sex with a 33-year-old? Depends. Are the eggs good? What did you say? Are the eggs good? Are the apples bad? <laughs> Who are the apples in that circumstance? It's John Major's apples and her eggs. Jesus. Hey, you can't call them that. <laughs> Edwina, Edwina Curry's eggs have got salmonella. Do you know what I'm talking about? The salmonella crisis. No, no. Oh, do you not? No. Well, you just let me talk about eggs recurrently. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's like one person who's listening would understand. She, she, um, she, she told everyone not to eat eggs, and the egg lobby was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, um, there was so there was like this faux salmonella outbreak. 
Okay. How do you, how do you not? Okay, we'll do that. That, that could be next episode. That'll be next episode. <laughs> that'll be your Patreon tier. If you, yeah. did, if you give Ava a tenner, she'll give you four hours of <laughs> salmonella. She'll give you four of her eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was vile. <laughs> How many £10 donations would it take from the Patreon for you to go to one of those fish sauna jacuzzi things? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where they do the, you know, when you put your foot in the thing yeah. and the little guppy fish. Like... No, did you not read about the girl who got her toe eaten off? Or had to have her toe removed and then her whole leg removed. The number's just gone up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, nothing massive, like 50k. 10 grand cash right here, right now. Oh, yeah, obviously I'd do that. So it's not 50k, is it? No, I was joking. So you're not that scared of fish, are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm driving a hard bargain. As as you said to Ava earlier, good joke. Yes, thank you. Do you know what I noticed about my fish phobia? The other day. It's not real? I was in a pub that there was a... I'm doing it for attention. Um, the, there's a, a fish tank behind the bar of a pub I was in the other day with like some freaky looking fish. And I couldn't physically bring myself to look at it. And I, and I wondered, I was like, I wonder if I could look at it. I was like, no, I can't. So someone on the subreddit said it's called ichthyophobia yeah, or something? Yeah, so. Okay. Do you have any good fact? <laughs> We're just doing facts. Yeah. Um, okay, five grand in cash. What time of the month is it? How close to payday are we? Last week of the month. <laughs> yeah, I'd obviously do it for yeah. I'd do it for Because... A fiber. You could you take know, your girlfriend out for a nice meal, some caviar perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> do you know what these turn into? <laughs> she, she chooses one of those restaurants that you have to pick your own lobster. <laughs> oh, God. Because um, there's 1,200 people in the subreddit, right? Yeah. So if half of them put a tenner in, I'm going to put my, my pay- That is enough. I'm going to put my PayPal in on the subreddit. <laughs> no, I'm no, it's not PayPal. It has, to be crowd, it has to be a crowdfunding. It has to have a target. Because if it's a PayPal, you just get the tenors. And if they don't get five grand, you still have all the tenors. Well, yeah. It has to be a, cra- <laughs> no, no, it has to be a crowdfunder. It has to be a crowdfunder. And then if it gets to the 5K target, it then drops in your account and we fucking go to a fish And we spot. drop you in a tank. So I'd get five grand. You would get five grand from the audience and we would film to placate them we would film you okay, well, at yeah. the fish spa yes obviously I would do that okay great you would do it for five grand yes audience you know what to do uh, so a f- should we actually it? do it should we try pledge should how much see? money you'd give me on the subreddit then I don't think that you should actually take the money I think that you should then donate the money no to Ava <laughs> <laughs> I fully disagree I would buy an XL bully is that how much they cost no I don't know you get a good one Frank Sinatra. <laughs> You'd get the prime XL. That's also that's a real like. I actually can tell you a story about. Say that again. I can tell you a story about an XL bully. Why did you not do that earlier? We were talking about. Well, because I didn't want to do it, and then I thought, actually, fuck it. Okay. I love oversharing. Um, someone in my close proximity of relations um, once had an XL bully. It got nicked, oh. and um, I'm not joking when I say this. Two years later, he's walking down the street, and this dog like breaks away from the guy who's walking in it and like leaps onto him I nearly I nearly said who it was um, and it was him oh. it was his dog and he gave him there and there five grand to what get the dog, dog back yeah oh. the dog got nicked out of the van no. yeah oh, that's good. people could be on here being like why was the dog in the van I'm sure the window was cracked alright mm. <laughs> sure. he was trying to kill the dog yeah but <laughs> <laughs> the windows were rolled up I just say if that dog wanted to get out that van because it was too hot 
That dog's getting out that yeah. van. Bye. Bye. Mm. Are we done about the exobillies and the net? I think so. Is mm. that it? I think that's us. Yeah. We done? Mm-hmm. Live podcast in Liverpool. Uh, tickets at the World Transform website. Ava, anything else you'd like to say about that? Mick Lynch is going to be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. That's the main. <laughs> That's the main thing. That's all the. And Ben then. Smoke, Ben Smoke, friend and of the Ben podcast. Smoke, friend of the one podcast. of the best podcasts that ever was made. I'm constantly reminded, and I wasn't here, so. <laughs> I'm sure it's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, that was like the second episode. Yeah. Wow. I don't know where I was. I think you're on holiday. Well, that would be me, wouldn't it? Yeah, never bloody here. Okay, and get on the subreddit as well. Yeah, r slash politics show. Get involved. I and mean, we might mention your post on the podcast. We may, and if you want to put a tenor towards a crowd, should we say that? Should we do, should we actually do it? Should we see? I don't want to commit to that yet. I want to, I want to see how many how much people will pledge. There's a lot I would I do to fight po- I'm just going to post my PayPal and see what happens. No, don't no. do that. <laughs> Obviously, you can't do that. Obviously, you should can't do that. Should we both put our PayPal and then race no. and see who gets more? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you cannot do, do you that. Think, I think people would pay a lot of money to watch my feet get eaten by fish. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> but it's actually, that's what you think it is, but it's actually just my feet. <laughs> or we pretend you've done it and it's my feet. <laughs> They're like, oh, so elegant. <laughs> Didn't realise they had women's feet. <laughs> They're like red toenails. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the <laughs> podcast. I'll see you on the next one. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.